Hello everybody, it's Gary Stuckey with Real Music. Are you ready for another awesome interview? Well, I've got the 80s pop sensation. Tiffany is here, and she's still a sensation after all these years. Uh, she had an album out in 2022 called Shadows, an uh, awesome rocking album. Uh, I talked to her right at the beginning of that uh, release uh, 2022, but now she's back once again talking about everything, you know, of course, music and her uh, cooking she's been doing, cooking shows, a cookbook. She's got uh, a tour coming up, kind of going retro, uh, some other interesting things uh, that we chat about. And uh, go to her website and see all that she's doing. Uh, a lot of exciting things going on. And uh, yeah, had a great talk as always. But here we go. Here she is. Here's Tiffany. Hello. How are you? I am good. I am good. It, life has been crazy here in Nashville because it's been at the weather all over. Um, so yeah, I live outside of Nashville, probably about 40 minutes in the real country. And yeah. They don't salt or grit or do anything out here. So we're helpless. Um, and I've been, was stuck in the house for a week, kept pushing back my flight to Texas, which was a pretty big show for me with Kansas and Ario Speedway, Alan Parsons. And so, of course, it was a really big deal. And, uh, you know, just drama happened, of course. But we finally got there and then we finally got back. Uh, but yesterday I thought I could get out and about and do all my running around and check on my phone and fix all of that. But no, there was still ice huh. on the road. And I have my Range Rover has a wiring problem. So it's in the shop. That's the only car that I have that'll do anything in the snow. And the rest is my van, two wheel drive. So I wasn't even going to take a chance. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't blame you. That. You know, I'm down here in South Alabama, so but we didn't get any snow. We got a few flurries, but we would have been on the side of the road because, you know, we're not used to snow around here. So we would have ended up in a ditch or something. But I guess yeah. it all worked out for the better. <laughs> I just I had this feeling. Don't even try it yesterday. You know, my brother-in-law, he has a four wheel drive and he had a hard time coming up my private drive. He was like, yeah, it's not it's not thawing right. out yet. If I don't think it's a good thing for you. So I just stayed put yesterday. But that, of course, led to chaos this morning. I was out and about and, and this morning it was still icy. But now we've had so much rain, it just melted it away. So okay. now well, they tell me in the next four days we might have tornadoes. <laughs> Cross fingers. It, no. <laughs> well, that, that sounds like our weather down here because it was it was in the 20s and today it's going to be in the 70s. This was, it was in the twenties a few days ago. There were tornadoes last week. There were, you know, there's been, you know, we, we have hurricanes, we have, you know, snow, we have tornadoes, we have, it's too hot, it's too cold, you know, but this is Alabama. So, but you're right above us. So, you know what I'm it, talking about. You know, it's that. It's okay though. That they tell us that it's global, <laughs> global warming. That's why it's so cold. It's global warming. Okay. Well, there's something to it. I think something I the weather has changed since I was a kid. Yeah, and sure, as I sure. travel the world, I can't help but notice that it has changed all over the world, really. You know, so there's that. But we'll just get make it through. You know, you just got to prepare and stay just put gotta, when it, stay put when it's not safe. You know, just just roll with it. Keep going with it. Uh, so how did how did those uh, shows go with the uh, with the uh, Oreo Speedwagon and Al Parsons and 
Did you oh, have a good time? Fantastic. It was really great. I mean, it was a great night of music for me. I only sang one song. Uh, the rest of the bands played a few, you know, a few, four, five, six songs. So as uh, as a spectator and as a fan, it was amazing. And to get to know some of the artists were, was even better. And a lot of them live in Nashville. I didn't even know that. So exchange numbers now. And I just opened up my uh, recording studio downstairs with my fiance. Uh, Red Rancher recordings, and we're hoping just to write and have fun and, you know, do projects here and uh, for TV film, for other artists, for my projects. Um, so we'll see what comes. You know, I being in Nashville, I based myself here really because of my son's college, uh, Western Kentucky, but also as a songwriter, you know, I mean, it's a great place to tour from, but really was more for songwriting. And I did that in the early, you know, 2000s and then took out out on this adventure again of touring full time mm -hmm. and living part time in the UK. But now it's kind of a more grounded again in Nashville. And I'm staying put, more, you know, more this year, touring in clusters and then coming back and enjoying the studio and working and writing for a few projects, which I'm really excited to be working mm -hmm. with artists. Um, and watching them create and do their thing and then, you know, live their dreams. It's awesome. It's kind of a way to renew yourself, really. Um, so, yeah, we're just living out of the studio right now. So it's, it's awesome. And to know that a lot of those guys live here gives me great hope to write with them. Um, uh, John Elefante, who's, yeah. you know, amazing. He's amazing vocalist. But, sure. of course, this is one of my favorite bands. And Dust in the Wind is my favorite all-time song so i got to see him sing that and he was spot on it sounded amazing awesome well yeah there's a lot of people though in nashville that every time you you know i talk to somebody well i'm living in nashville like they have a house in california but they somehow ended up in you know i guess the same as you you know you, you move to nashville and it's like the place to be but that's cool i mean i've been there i love it I mean, you know, maybe one day I'll end up there. You never know. I, uh -oh. I gave up California. I'm a Cali girl originally, but gave it up. Moved here, gosh, like, well, a couple of times, actually. I kept going back and forth um, from Nashville to California. And then, you know, I did the same thing, keep my house out there, um, then moved back out there full time, and then just really wanted to come back out to Nashville. I love to locate myself outside of big cities because I'm a workaholic and I was over obligate myself. So being outside of the city helps me a little bit to have a pause um, and to really think if I want to do that or not, uh, you know, because otherwise I just go, 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 go. I'm like, sure, stop by and we'll do that. Um, but, you know, I love being in the country. I have six and a half acres and I garden. I'm pretty hippy dippy do. I don't do all the diva stuff out here. You'll find me in my sweatsuits. <laughs> Just doing stuff oh. you know, out with my dog and my cat and my neighbors. And, you know, it's funny. I get a kick out of a lot of my neighbors because they're like, Nashville. Well, why would I go into Nashville? wow, that's a big city. And so I start laughing because I'm still, you know, when it's good weather, I'm in and out all the time and use the city for bits, but then really enjoy, you know, being out here in the country life. Sure. You can have the best of both worlds. You get tired of all that drama. You can go back home to the quiet. 
Exactly. You know? And I love it. I love just, I, I'm a nature girl. I love to plant my plants and uh, working on a lot of retreats for this year for Let's End My Friend, which is another company I owned up, uh, opened up. And it's more holistic living, um, keeping me healthy to be on the road, uh, just inside about body balance, uh, mindset, you know, and soul food. So sure. yeah, I've worked with a lot of different practitioners all over the world. So put together Let's End My Friend, and I'm going to be doing some charity retreats here at my house to raise some money for my favorite charity, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, so getting ready for that, getting ready for awesome. the good weather to come and see where, where it takes us. Yes, so cool. Um, I know the last time I talked to you, it was around Thanksgiving of 2022, and you had just released Shadows. And uh, went back and listened to that. You know, that album should have been like one of the top albums of the year. I'm just saying that that's a good album that people need to check out if they haven't heard it yet. Uh, and I, and I'm, I was hearing some, uh, I don't know, like Blondie and uh, Pat Benatar kind of things going on, you know, wouldn't you say that that was kind of the mood there? I mean, that's good stuff. I'm just saying. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the vibe we were looking for something that was, modern production but yet that 80s throwback you know whatever that encompass like that fun i think is really the word for 80s um and uniqueness so you know my favorites are blondie of course the ramones uh gosh i mean you know i could go on and on and on but really i mean that's kind of what we paired that you know album to be we did it in rockfield in Wales and working on it was like kind of strategic to say look guitar sounds let's get that kind of 80s vibe um the melodies keep them kind of 80s and and, and it, as a songwriter for me it was really easy like we have a pattern now how we work and the band is in the studio and they're creating and they're doing all the music and then I just go in with my phone and record a little bit. And then I take it to the kitchen where I'm making something for Let's Food with Tiffany and the cooking club behind the scenes. And also, of course, I feed the band. Um, so I'm coming up with this mean dish, you know, hopefully that's like, you know, really elaborate. Um, and they're coming up with this amazing track. So I go off and I write. Um, and, you know, it wasn't hard on Shadows, really. There was a few ballads that came out bigger and better than I really thought they were going to be, um, which is great. But, you know, for the most part, like Hey Baby and Shadows, the title track, uh, just kind of flowed out of us. And it was, you know, I had all smiles on my face when I was doing that session uh, at Rockfield because you could feel the record just coming along. It was, you know, all of my favorites wrapped in to one and, right. and also me. So it was perfect. Cool. Uh, yeah, it sounded like you had fun. I mean, you could just hear it. it when somebody sings, you can just tell the energy and the excitement that they have when they're singing. Uh, is that something that you're going to do again, like in that kind of uh, rocking kind of mode? I mean, you know, in that kind of field or what do you stay in a certain, you know, genre, so to speak, or what do you want to explore other things and sounds or what do you got going on? Um, well, we're going to keep in that genre for sure. 
I worked real hard to get here. So <laughs> we're not going anywhere. Um, you know, more of that rock. Uh, I call it rock retro. Um, you know, so we're going to stay in that. Uh, I'm not doing a new album this year because I've been kind of back to back. Yet it seems like, oh, gosh, I haven't done an album since 2019. But, you know, again, we kind of got a hiccup on 2020, 2021. It wasn't really till 2022 that I could really start to kind of tour, show this album. So, you know, I kind of feel like the album didn't really get the type of exposure it would have um, if there was under natural situation. But, you know, natural circumstances uh, or the norm. Uh, so we really, you know, obviously everything changed for everybody's life, um, including the music business, including my life. So, you know, we're going to keep touring off of this album, uh, the new single. I will still release Shadows because it's my favorite. Um, and then some of the ballads we're showcasing this year on the road. But I'm kind of moving in a retro, true retro direction right now. Over the years, so many fans have been like, you know, there's so many cuts off of the original two albums that I've never performed in over like 30 years. And they're right. So we've been kind of wink winking back to that. Um, and this new show, which is called Retro Tonic, uh, is kind of exactly that. Tiffany's Retro Tonic. We're going to go back to old school, uh, deliver it kind of uh, in a... You, Eurythmics kind of vein, a little bit of, again, sassed up, but still keep that old school vibe to it. Um, and of course, we'll highlight a few things from Shadows. But, you know, I'm always writing in the studio now, especially that I have one. It's so much easier just to get those ideas out on out of your head before I was like in my phone all the time. Now we can go downstairs. Um, right. And Having a bunch of creative musicians around me really helps. Um, you know, again, just my 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 cousin, she's only 20. She's doing an album here, which is amazing. She has a group called The Angels. And just to see that new perspective from young people, and they were totally educating me on people I've never heard of, which was embarrassing, but cool. Uh, you know, and just to see that light bulb on you know it's like and like they're not that you know I really work with great people and all the people I've met in my life have been amazing so I can't say I've really been around bitter or jaded people or anything but it's a business we know more you know it's different we have a name to keep up with it's it's like a little different perspective whereas when you're just developing something there's there's it, you're wide open you know, there's no expectation except for what you put on yourself. So, you know, that is so refreshing for me. And then my fiance, he does mostly like punk music, rock music, a lot of punk music, really. Uh, and again, to see the guys out there creating and stuff, it just it's like I'm taking myself and plugging myself in um, through all these other artists. And uh, there's things going on in my head all the time, maybe not just for me, uh, but as a writer, it's just flowing out of me now. So I, my notepad pad is full. Um, and yeah, I want to maybe do an album at the end of the year. I'm most creative around my birthday time. And uh, so I, I'm keeping an open mind about, you know, right now I've got so much going on with Let's Zen My Friend, Let's Food with Tiffany, new cookbook coming out, uh, the tour or mini clusters of shows. 
going over to the UK, going over to Italy this year, going over to Germany this year, France. So reaching out, you know, branching out in places I haven't been or connected with my fans in quite a while. So we really want to do that on Retro Tonic, this show. And uh, that's kind of keeping me busy for a little bit. And then I'm strategically taking October, November and keeping it open um, for my birthday month, but also for the possibility to record a new album, which I think, you know, definitely will be the next, you always hope, uh, level of shadows. Sure. I believe it will be. Um, Well, tell me this now, you're surrounded by all these artists. And like you said, some of them, maybe you don't know, maybe you're not into, you know, whatever's going on sometimes you know i get lost sometimes in the in the mix but uh are there some artists that you you know you're thinking about writing songs have there been some artists you, you're thinking i want to work with them i want to write a song for them and do something with them is there anybody um, like for me as a writer as an experience um you know, I would say John Elefante, you know, from Kansas. It's amazing because when I heard he wasn't far from me, I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Hello. You know, that's kind of how I felt this past weekend in Texas, being around these amazing songwriters, not just performers and bands and music that I love, but, you know, just the opportunity with no pressure, no strings attached to, you know, write a song and see where it comes along, the experience of that. Um, because I really admire them as songwriters. So, you know, I mean, that's, again, I'm strategically placed in Nashville for that reason, rather it be country, um, you know, jazz, pop, uh, rock, you know, gosh, it could be anything, punk rock, I don't care. You know, I just really want to create. I love that. I feel like this is my time to do that. And I have a whole city full of creative people. So I really want to take advantage of that this year. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, again, there's, you know, for people, for me, you know, for me as a songwriter, again, there's a lot of young people that I'm meeting right now who are, you know, developing their projects. And it's an honor to write with them. It's an honor to have, you know, um, an impression on them. You know, a lot of them are meeting me now going, but you're Tiffany, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I am, and I have touring experience and I have pop star experience and I have a lot of experience, but as a songwriter, you know, I'm still growing. Uh, I think that, you know, color of silence showed my, my talent there or my heart there. I got great reviews and I haven't stopped since. But, you know, uh, I still have a lot of like challenges for myself, you know, a lot of things that I want to do. And every time I get a chance to work with a new artist or do something out of the norm uh, or write for somebody, I look at it as a growing experience. You know, I'm still learning. So, you know, I'm one of these people that I believe life is about education and growing and, you know, further learning. I don't think you ever really arrive, you know, that's the point. Um, so, you know, I keep pushing, pushing myself and, uh, it's, it's really an honor to be able to watch these artists grow and to be a part of it. Well, I think one of the main reasons is because you were that girl, you know, in, uh, these videos back in the eighties, you know, I think we're alone now, you know, you're that young girl singing that song. You were one of them at one time starting out. So that's got to make you think about that. What do you think about when you're looking back at some of those uh, old videos talking about retro, 
what do you think when you see yourself at that age and, and what goes through your mind when you rewatch those videos? Um, well, you know, I, I'm, I look back and I think that, you know, I was an adult. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Um, but then, you know, I, I like my niece is nine. She just turned nine. And that's effectively when I professionally got into the music industry and I was opening up for Mickey Gilly and Johnny Lee and George Jones and uh, Hoyt Axton, of course, he's the one who gave me my first start, my first break, um, you know, in country music. So I look at her bebopping around my house and I'm like, holy shit, I was a kid, you know, like I was young. I didn't really take that in, I guess, um, you know, because it, it was something I wanted to do. I was never forced to do this. So I just kind of, my life has been on keep rolling, keep rolling forward, keep doing it, you know, and having fun and just one big adventure. But yeah, when I look at my niece, I think of how young I started in the industry, how much, you know, I've been in an adult world since I was a kid. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for that. I don't think I ever missed out on my childhood, but you know, it does trip me out. I can't say that it doesn't when you look at, you know, how young you were and um, you know, how I've grown up in the industry. Right. It, it's been a while since those days, you not, not that, you know, but you're still <laughs> you know, 30. How, how is that? Uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> you don't age is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, you know, through all your career, you know, there's ups and downs and things like that. And I know everybody goes through this, especially entertainers. Has there been a time where it all hit you? Maybe some of the years after that you were so huge and you were like, you know, I just don't want to do this anymore. Or there's like a little voice going, no, don't do it. But you're like, yeah, I still want to do it. Do you, have, have you battled that before? I have. I really have. And I think that was at times in my career where I didn't know what to do next. You know, um, it, it's always heartbreaking for anything that you do in life. Um, relationships onto new businesses, you know, it's not just about being a musician. Uh, it's anything you pour your heart into and it doesn't work out or, you know, you see that you did it wrong. I mean, to, you know, digest that, accept it, heal from that, all of it takes time. So, you know, I've had those moments definitely in my life, um, you know, where, and then I think, maybe I kind of like just shut it down. I do that a lot. If I'm, you know, if I really don't know what to do next, uh, that's when you'll see me kind of retreat uh, into where did you go? You know, but there's always something spinning with me. I've never really stopped rather it be learning how to be a better mom, learning how to be a better friend, um, you know, taking care of family members that passed away from cancer uh, addiction it's all been a learning process that I think and, and adventures um, and life that ends up in my music. Definitely. Eventually it's, you know, music, especially writing is my therapy. So, you know, I look at those times as when I thought nothing was going on and I wasn't growing and I wasn't doing anything in my career. Well, I really was, I was doing life and, you know, Art is very much that, especially, you know, if you're 
if you're true to yourself, it's coming through you and, you know, you're gathering from all your experiences. So, you know, again, as a songwriter, I didn't realize that all of these experiences would be, you know, what I wrote about, if only about my bodyguard and best friend passing away, you know, um, a lot of the songs on shadows are about getting divorced and finding new love and the complications of that. And, you know, looking at things differently, you know, when you enter a relationship, because, you know, you're a little more broken down. The, uh, the things that you've been through though. I mean, I think the big thing about that, especially if I listen, like I like to write songs and sing and stuff, but if, if for somebody to relate to what you're going through, to to write something down and you experienced all that energy all that the ups and the downs the happy the sad times when you look back and remember all the hard times you put it on some paper and now somebody in the fifth row over there is looking at you singing those words it has to just touch your heart so somebody's relating i think i've said it before that's what it's all about i think for to create something and somebody gets something out of it and makes them better is that right well, I mean, it means a lot to me, of course, for people to say I'm an original fan from the mall tour and I think we're alone now, my jam, you know, I love all of that. But when they come to me and they say, you know, pieces of me, your song that you wrote of bed of nails or, you know, I mean, on and on and on. Um, that means the world to me as a songwriter, you know, somehow we're connected as a person because you're, you know, you're understanding what I'm writing from my life. Um, and, and I think that's something now that a lot of my fans, we don't really dwell on it, but when you do a meet and greet with me, uh, a lot of people are shocked because I really do sit down in a chair and I really do hang out with you. I put all my crafty back there. Uh, I feed people and, you know, I'm like, you want a coffee? You want tea? You want a glass of wine? What do you, we're going to meet and greet. Uh, so it's not an out process for me. Um, and, you know, I mean, again, that's where I find my connection with my fans, but also where I also get to be, you know, uh, a looky-loo into people's lives to write songs as well. Uh, but, you know, we sit down and when I hear that about my current music and about, you know, some of the girls going, oh my gosh, we did the mall tour together. And, and then I, you know, heard about your divorce and we got, a, I got a divorce too. And that song really speaks to me about finding myself as a person or being honest with my brutally honest with myself and how uncomfortable that is, or, you know, you're disappointed in some of the choices that you made and, you know, you're holding yourself accountable for that. And there's a grieving process to that, but then there's a forgiveness process in that, you know, um, it's, it's, that's a cool bond. I really, I really love that. You know, I love that we're, I still think we're all just growing up together, you know, doing life together. Sure. Well, your music has been the soundtrack of lives for all these years, you know, through the younger years. And then as you continued, you know, people have listened to that and related it to their lives. So when they hear a song, they remember, not only they remember the hard times, but the number one thing they remember that they overcame whatever they, that they went through and they're still here to enjoy the song. So, I mean, there's so many things probably they've gone through. Um, and I know you have too, you know, so you probably look back on your life at some things and go, you know, I'm proud of myself for surviving. Those some rough times, right? <laughs> Definitely. 
I mean, you know, um, I think my early childhood, even before I was famous, you know, just being a child of an alcoholic and having uh, a lot of addiction issues around me from my family who were amazing people. I love them, but, you know, got caught up. I mean, you know, and that really hurt their life. It hurt a lot of um, their relationships and who they wanted to be. So, you know, I had all of that on my table before I even got into the music industry and just that part of my life. And, you know, if I look back and as I was raising my son and now, of course, he's 31, structural engineer and, you know, kind of on the other side of that, having an adult relationship, um, which is a whole different experience with your kid. Um you know, it's like, I, I look at that part of my life and I go, wow, you know, I mean, I, I made it through, you know, and I learned a lot from not in a judgmental way, but I learned a lot from the brokenness. I learned a lot of, from my parents who, you know, had to eventually though they, they did get it together and they changed their life and they quit drinking or, you know, they changed their lives and the relationship. So it was, took them a lot of time. But I did get to see the positive of the uh, positivity of that. Um, but, you know, again, just looking through that and realizing I made it through that and I didn't follow in those footsteps um, and, you know, what I learned from that and um, and then what I learned from recovery, seeing them recover and learn from that. So now you apply the music business to that with crazy managers and experiences and labels and all of that. Um, you know, I, I look at that early part of my life where I was fighting for my independence, fighting for my own voice, fighting to say, well, no, I want to be a songwriter. I, you know, don't know if I'm going to write a hit, but I can tell you, I want to be part of it. I want to write. I want to be in the room. I want to learn, you know, I want to grow as a musician. This isn't a phone it in kind of situation for me. Um, I want to be a better singer. I want to be an actress. I want to do all of these things that, you know, like the people that I look up to, you know, Bette Midler, Cher, uh, Barbara Streisand, Stevie Nicks, like all of these people, you know, who I feel have, you know, been very successful, strong women, on so many levels. So yeah, I always wanted the whole package. I always wanted the whole experience. Um, and now I look at my life now and I'm still growing and, you know, I'm proud of myself for opening up all these other businesses and sticking with them. Uh, Let's food with Tiffany. And now, you know, arriving to a cookbook this year, working with chef Alicia, uh, chef Tone out of Vegas and, um, you know, fall, getting a bigger following, doing some stuff with Food Network, all of it, it's coming together. So, you know, it, but it's, it's like a new career, you know, you have to be vulnerable, you have to work hard, you have to um, learn, you have to fail, you have to do all of that. And I made a commitment to myself going, okay, well, you know, I was a boutique owner in Nashville with Tiffany's Boutique for two, you know, two or three years, opened up two boutiques and wasn't doing the music in the industry, wasn't really touring, not, not because I wasn't, I just wasn't, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I was enjoying that and learned that business after my father died. I had no experience, but jumped in there with two feet because, you know, there's no time like present, you know, kind of thing. And I think that was my dad passing away and I could hear him going, 
partner, get in there. You know, he was old army. So, you know, you got to do it. And, um, and I did. And now it's like, I'm connecting the dots again with, I love fashion and I love music and I love holistic medicine. I love, you know, food and music together. It really connects people. And uh, definitely it was my savior um, in insanity saver for sure in COVID, you know, sharing with my fans recipes from my grandmother and my mom and my aunt and all these different people who passed away that I was missing so much um, and feeling so vulnerable and so lost, of course, but they had never been through anything like that either. But, you know, just having them around, I would have felt more comfortable and that wasn't possible. So I started doing food. I started doing my grandma's mashed potatoes and gravy and comfort foods and and it made me feel connected. And then I started sharing it with my fans more and more and developed the cooking club. And once all of that was open up again and we could tour the world and, you know, things got back to somewhat normal, I just decided I don't want to give these things up. I mean, there's really something here for me. This is another side to me. And I want to go to the next level and have my own cookbook line and kind of do it all, you know, and now again, like I said, let's send my friend holistic retreats and connecting all the dots, all the things that I learned and kept me healthy or, you know, again, kept me sane in COVID. Uh, I'm a doer, if you can't tell. So sitting in one spot was like, ah. but even then I learned something, um, you know, so um, that's kind of what I'm doing this year is connecting all the dots. And how cool is that? You know, not that you need to rely on a backup, so to speak, you know, you always be a singer, but, but having all these different adventures, like you're talking about with the cooking and the different product lines you got going on. The, I mean, uh, it's just so cool. You know, the, and people probably, that's another thing you encourage people for, because they're into those things. They love to right. cook too. They love to listen to you. They love to cook. They love all these different things that you do. So they're going, I can do that. You know, and so you showing somebody how to cook and, and what you do, you know, it, it excites people, right? So what what is your uh, go-to meal, speaking of cooking, what's something that you say, I nail that dish, that's a good dish? Oh, well, I'm Lebanese. My father's side is full-blooded uh, Lebanese. So my Lebanese chicken dish, which has been published and Cook Like a rock star. Uh, the cookbook there. Um, but also it's on my Instagram. I pop it up all the time and put up the recipe because I want people to try my food. Um, I hated meatloaf as a kid. So, but I found a meatloaf and made meatloaf. I like, I and mean, it's real simple. <laughs> so that's up there. Well, you can get the recipe there. My angel cookies. Of course I had a angels all around single this year for Christmas. Better than to, you know, we were snowed in most times uh, here in Nashville. And I thought, what better than to do an angel's, uh, you know, cookie recipe. So that's up there as well. Um, you know, I, the cooking club gets most of my recipes. It's $15 for the month. And we Zoom together and they get behind the scenes music and they get to travel the world with me. And, um, and like I said, mostly they get to Zoom with me in all the private areas in my home and things like that. So it is something that's different from being out there on social media um and they're like my foodie family and i love that and they get all my recipes i pop up recipes there all the time and um but you know like i said it's it's been for me it's mashed potatoes and gravy if i'm not feeling good or i'm a little low 
If you see me eating mashed potatoes and gravy, you know, uh oh, she's a little sad today. <laughs> okay. You're not going to be throwing um, them at people, are you? To go to would be uh, congee, my congee recipe, which I just made this morning. And uh, that is just a recipe that I learned when I was traveling overseas. Um, it's a, it's a Chinese recipe actually from a way back, I think in the Ming dynasty, way back uh, old school rice porridge, basically. Uh, and when you have it in places like Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, they just kind of give you the rice porridge, uh, which is just rice and water and a little bit of salt. Uh, and then they have like an open bar of everything, dried fish, all kinds of toppings. I mean, you know, can make it sweet. You can make it whatever you want. And that's my favorite to go to. It really is. I just made it this morning. I do mine spicy, of course, with the chili okay. paste, my yeah. onions, my cilantro, and I put chicken mm. in mine, um, you know, so, and, and there's also congee with chicken as well. So I always love the chicken broth and the whole pieces of chicken in mine, but that's really what I, I, my go-to, you know, but awesome. I cook everything. I, I cook stuff, um, as I travel, that's what I do. You know, I make another day in my travels from wherever I'm at, especially if I'm international. This year was learning a lot of French food because I was in France and uh, we were filming for my my pilot, really, of my cooking show. I'm, I've learned in today's world, you just got to take it, do it yourself and then present it all to everybody. People aren't the same as companies don't just partner with you and throw money at you and go, OK. You know, so you kind of have to do it again, you know, your own EPK, if you will, and your own, you know, what you think you would look like and hope that they can see a vision. So that's what I've been doing this uh, past year and this year. And uh, French food is on the horizon for me. So I'm learning a lot. I'm not a dairy person, really. So these cheeses are, they're working me. I don't like to taste too many of they stink and they taste kind of hard. But, you know, I'm working it. <laughs> It's going to be okay. Uh, well, I, I'm the same way, believe me. Uh, man, so many things going on. Uh, and I know all your fans can find more about it on your website, right? Uh, and yes, where do they go? Um, for all things TIFF World, our retreats coming up, the cooking stuff that we've got going on, the cookbook details, how to join Patreon, all of it. Uh, most importantly, shows, which we're going to branch out, like I said, in Germany, France, Italy, and UK this year. They're all being posted now in the next couple of weeks, which is exciting. Of course, my American shows as well. Um, and then whatever we've got behind the scenes from the studio going on and just all things TIFF World, really, TiffanyTunes.com. Awesome. Well, you need to come to South Alabama, like to Mobile or something, or maybe to Pensacola or something, and I can go to one of these. Not that I wouldn't travel to one of your shows. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. But maybe somebody well, out there needs to book you, I really right? Do. I think it's my goddaughter might be moving to Alabama. So if that happens, ah. she's still she's still a young girl. I will be in your space. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Well, there you go. Um, hey, before I let you go. Uh, I gotta throw some corniness out there. Has anybody ever took you to another room? It's like it's crowded in here. You know, I, I want to talk to you. They go to another room. They look around. They say, "I think we're alone now." There doesn't seem to be anyone around. Have they ever done that? Well, I don't know if they've ever <laughs> took me into another room. That's kind of weird, and people probably wouldn't let them do that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I would hope. You know, I mean, they definitely <laughs> use that line a lot. Um, 
you know, which I always laugh. I always go, well, yes, yeah, I think we are. Um, you know, I, my biggest thing has been, you know, again, I'm always with my staff now, which is just my sister and my brother-in-law. I have a small staff, but they're teen tiff. And so, you know, I'm always like, take my picture, please. So I'm, it's not just me taking selfies because the girl who sings, I think we're alone now doesn't really need to always be alone doing all her own stuff, man. Okay. That's kind of sad. So, I mean, that's my pet peeve. It's like, here I am alone again, <laughs> but you know, um, I've had fun with it. You know, um, it's very strange sometimes though, when people want to take me and tell me about, um, you know, their children and how that song was playing in the background when we were in the back of the car. I'm like, okay, I don't really want to know. All this. From the, <laughs> you probably get a lot of that though. And, and I know people don't mean a lot of stuff sometimes, but sometimes there are some people that are kind of rude. Do you ever get anybody? I know you do. Cause I know I do. Uh, people that are mean and say stuff. Do you ever take that to heart or you try to block it out? If somebody says something mean about you in whatever you know. oh, yeah i mean i you know sometimes you just wonder why people make the comments or say the things they say you're like so just didn't need to be said but okay since you did um if it's in person usually i'm pretty quick-witted so i'm never i hope that i'm never rude or snap back or bitchy or anything like that but i might say something you know a little funny a little off the cuff right back at you and if it's on social media, I really do have like my my hand starts to shake and I want to like respond and then I never do. And I might delete your comment if I feel it's very rude. Um, and especially if it's against my fans of any kind, uh, I won't have that. They're all my community. I love all of them and they're all welcome. So, you know, I mean, we're, you know, we're all in it together, guys. If COVID didn't teach you that, then I don't know what will. So, you know, I mean, and um, and I have a community of diversity and I love that. I love everybody that's there, but we have to respect each other. That's the one thing that I, you know, hope we don't have to all agree, but we mm -hmm. have to respect each other. So, you know, I will delete your comment if it's rude and, um, you know, and sometimes, yeah, I, I stop myself from giving my two cents, but mm -hmm. I just think it builds the fire, <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever people are allowed to say what, you know, what they feel and I'm allowed to delete it. So there you go. Yeah. It, it's, you know, <laughs> it's like just, just delete, delete, delete. No big deal. Uh, My but, biggest problem is scammers. There's so many people pretending to be me. Uh, oh, like there's a lot. Yeah. I know that on like on Instagram, like if I liked one of your, you know, photo or commented on one of them, somebody like the fake Tiffany will show up and go, Hey, this is my backup chat thing. I'm like, yeah. You're not Tiffany. I know Tiffany. That's not. No. <laughs> Why do you think? Because I'm going to fall for this. You know? We don't text people for money. We don't, do, you know, so I mean, and I, and again, there's my community. There's my fans. I love them to death. They always give us a heads up. And as soon as they do, I had one this morning and right away I posted it and said, guys, this is not me. There's no team reaching out to you guys for anything if we did we'd make it very public and we put together a little campaign like like the cooking club right now i'm going to be asking people for their favorite 
mostly international community. Sorry, guys, for us domestics. But, you know, for the international community and my fans, uh, what was your comfort food? What was your to-go food? What was your after-school special food? Because uh, that's what the cookbook is about, is it's taking comfort food, taking, you know, our 80s after-school special foods and making them zhuzhed up. I call it zhuzhed up. But making them Girl, party <laughs> and making them look really cool, you know, okay. and add little bit of something something to the simplest of foods that we all have in our fridge and cupboards you know it's not about fence it's just about how we display it maybe those little new ingredients that you didn't think about so that's what chef and alicia and i are doing she of course is banging it out with her vegas style and i wanted to do more of an international take on you know and some of the section of the cookbook for that because i thought that's really cool like congee i know is a real popular dish anytime um you know morning noon or night you know it's just a comfort food so i thought well there's got to be tons of sandwiches i know for the uk and for all my british you know you know friends and fans and family you know sausage rolls all of these things that's what you go to you know and they're easily made and um, and that's, you know, that's your comfort food. That's your jam. So that's what I'm doing now. But we would always post that professionally and engage people and let them know rather than these secret chat things that are going on behind closed doors. <laughs> well, you know, here's somebody, somebody uh, made a fake account of mine. I was kind of, you know, flattered, you know, maybe I'm, I've made it right. Some and, you know, and I, so I made a little post and it, and it you know, I could have said something like if somebody comes to your uh, page and asks for money, it probably is me, you know, because I'm broke and I need some money. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but I mean, that, I don't know. I guess that mean you made it if somebody is out there scamming, yeah. they're trying. It's wrong, but that is part of that is that people they're watching. And the more that you're, you know, in the limelight for whatever reason, that, that minute, you know. Um, people, you're going to have the other side of that. You're going to have people that, you know, are in your business or want to be you or, you know, want to have a to say, you know, say about your life or, you know, their opinion or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's part of, that's part of the deal. <laughs> it comes along with the whole package of being famous and Hey, but look at all the millions of people that love you and forget all the, the negative, whatever, and weirdos and just leave them in their weird space you know i don't know well uh, you know i, I appreciate again i appreciate all my fans and all the new fans that are coming and you know i mean you know it's like i'm living life like you know i mean it's just i kind of roll with it i tour so much and we try to like you know how everything right and zooms and all of that but sometimes it's like oop flat tire stuck on the side of the road show must go on turn on the camera whatever i've got to do let's just do it from here like today with this wonderful curtain behind me, but you know, um, it is what it is. I think, you know, more importantly, just live, enjoy, connect. Um, and you'll find your tribe. You'll find where it's meant to be. There you go. Well-spoken words by Tiffany. Uh, well, thank you for talking with me today. And, uh, I've enjoyed every second. I'm glad you're okay. You didn't get snowed in somewhere. I'm glad you and John Elefante hung out. I'm glad yeah. you've got music. I really enjoyed the Christmas song, by the way. I didn't tell you earlier. That, that's all. Thank so awesome. Thank that's you. just a sign of things to come. I think that it's showing you. You really know how to touch people in the way you sing and how the words flow. I'm just saying. And I think in the future, it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to it. 
And uh, I thank you. And maybe I'll run into you somewhere. You got to come to Alabama, though. Or for sure, for sure, for sure. Like I said, if my goddaughter moves there, you know, I'm going to be on it. She's close to me then. She's in California now, but you know, she'll she'll need a second mama there. <laughs> there well, it is written. There you go. Well, thanks a lot. Uh, we'll we'll do this again one day, and uh, maybe that album will be coming out this uh, fall or winter or so, or you'll be working on it, and we'll talk yeah. about it or something. Yeah. All righty. Well, you have you have a great afternoon, and God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you too. Take care, Gary. Bye, Bye guys. Hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to another episode. Yeah, Tiffany, an awesome lady, very talented, so fun to talk to her, and uh, she's got a lot going on uh, this year, and check her out on tour near you. Go to her website for more information, and thanks for... uh, staying with me today and uh look forward to you being with me again for another episode in the future yeah and i'm gonna be right here keeping the music real see you next time everybody Mm -hmm.